Imagine earning continuing education credits while doing exactly what you're doing right now. Well, you can. Gable Media has revolutionized the way you earn your continuing education credits with a groundbreaking approach. Forget running around town and scouring the internet for creditworthy courses. Fulfill your CE requirements effortlessly by listening to engaging podcasts just like the one you're listening to now. Our podcasts are designed to educate, entertain, and inspire, all in a user-friendly environment. But wait, there's more. Architects, Gable Media is also approved as an AIA continuing education services provider. Upon completion, we handle everything, from reporting your hours directly to the AIA, to storing your certificates in your personal Gable Media profile for your self-reporting needs. So follow the link in the show notes and start earning your credits in the most innovative and entertaining way possible with Gable Media. This season of the Build Your Brand podcast is supported by FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. And Gusto, easy online payroll, benefits, and HR built for modern small businesses like ours. The next time you fly, you'll be surrounded by all kinds of people. Business travelers who fly on a weekly basis, families headed home from vacation, someone on their first flight, someone else rushing to the side of a loved one for the last time. Think about what matters most to each of those people on your flight. An on-time arrival to make a connection so they don't miss the big meeting. Affordable fares so the whole family can fly to a vacation that's too far away to drive. A reassuring conversation from a friendly attendant or the comforting tone of someone that knows what it's like to lose a loved one. For the employees of Southwest Airlines, these are the everyday realities of giving people the freedom to fly and connecting them to what matters most. Being a business traveler myself, a lot of times when I'm on a flight or when I'm in a hotel, I'm exhausted. So I was speaking really late the night before, about an hour north of New York. And the next thing I knew, I woke up and it was seven o'clock and my flight was leaving at around 7.30, I think. And so I ran, threw on my hat and my tennis shoes, ran from my hotel room down to catch the shuttle, got to the airport, flew through security. You know that frantic feeling when you're running through the airport and your heart's pounding. And so I finally made it to my gate and I was the last one on. But then as soon as I settled and my heart rate slowed down and my, my nerves settled a little bit, I realized I was starving. We were up in the air, I was taking my drink order and I come to Christy's row and ask her what she'd like to drink and she said that a can of apple juice and that she just wasn't feeling very well, she's very hungry. Could she have a bag of pretzels or a bag of peanuts? And I just said, hey, I have an extra breakfast sandwich if you'd like to eat, because she said she was pregnant and didn't feel well. I knew the polite thing would have been do, but oh no, it's okay. When you're pregnant, you're starving and you're crazy and you're like, I, you're desperate. And so I, I just nodded. And, um, and as she walked away, tears just started streaming down my face. You know, she just acted in that moment um, selflessly and so generously. And um, it made a difference way beyond the breakfast to me. You don't know someone's story, why they're on a flight, where they're going, what their day's like. And you know, most of the time they are just relieved to finally get on the plane. They can just rest, they've gone through security, they've gone through the tickets. It definitely makes a difference just to be nice. I do business coaching. I teach people how to have great customer service. And I use that as an example. It's like, you really want people around you that care because you can't teach that quality. And uh, she cared, she cared about me and she cared about um, 
her responsibility to Southwest, but the way that she lived that out was, was through being so generous, and that meant a lot. I'm Jeff Eccles, and you're listening to Episode 7 of the Build Your Brand Podcast. If you missed any of the earlier episodes, you can go back and listen to all the episodes in order. Build Your Brand is the podcast mini-series where I explore how the best brands in the world think differently and act differently on their way to becoming the best and what you can learn from them because no matter the size, the journey is the same. We all spend a lot of time trying to differentiate ourselves from our competition. That's what marketing and branding experts tell us we have to do, right? Well, I've come to realize that there's so much distraction and disruption today that it's nearly impossible to differentiate ourselves. There's too much noise. There are too many algorithms designed to level the playing field. And even if we are able to set ourselves apart, what if your ideal client doesn't care? The truth is, differentiation is one thing. But relevance is everything. And going back to that next flight you'll take, each and every person sitting on that plane will judge whether or not the airline you fly is different from their competitors. Every passenger will judge for themselves whether or not that airline is particularly relevant to them. That's the funny thing about differentiation and relevance. No matter how hard we try, we don't get to be the judge. Our customers and clients do. Remember in episode four, when I told you about the Jeff Bezos quote, your brand is what other people say about you when you aren't in the room? It's the other people, when you aren't in the room, that are judging whether or not you're different or relevant. Your past clients, current clients, and prospective clients are all judging whether or not you're relevant. So how do we remain relevant or avoid becoming irrelevant? It may seem like a strange concept to you. How could an architect possibly be irrelevant? What does being irrelevant or at least less relevant look like? Well, imagine that a client you've worked with for 15 years calls and says, I've got a new project and it's hot. We're closing on the land, so we need to get it out to bid in six weeks. Don't worry, though. It's just like that project we did in Omaha last year. The only thing is, we need to value engineer the design a little more so we can streamline the construction process. And since it's basically the same as that project last year, I need you to sharpen your pencil on your fee a little bit. Now, you've done this type of work for this client for 15 years, so you know that the real reason that the construction schedule slid on that project in Omaha was a whole lot of rain and the fact that your client struggled to make timely decisions. You also know you value engineered it further than it ever should have gone. Besides that, you cut your fee on the last project and barely broke even, and you're so busy right now that you won't even be able to take a serious look at this project for four weeks, let alone get it out to bid in six. What do you do? Do you sit down and have a heart-to-heart with this valuable client? After all, you've been doing this type of work with them for 15 years, and it's really paying off for them. They're expanding like crazy, 
but with all the concessions you're making, it's not going quite so well for you. Let's just say that you do. You have that heart-to-heart, and you tell that client that unless they're able to adjust their expectations, you guess you'll just have to pass on this project. As it turns out, instead of adjusting their expectations, that client said, that's okay. I've already called three or four other firms anyway, and one of them will say yes. That stings, doesn't it? My guess is that you've felt something like that before. What you need to understand is that that was the day that that client told you that you are no more relevant to them than any of the other three or four firms that they already called. To be sure, of the 175 passengers on any given Southwest Airlines flight, there will certainly be a number of them who simply looked for the cheapest flight. And in their mind, they're flying just another airline. To them, Southwest Airlines isn't much different and no more relevant than any other carrier. But that's not the real point, is it? Those passengers are not Southwest's ideal customer. They aren't the ones that, according to the Jeff Bezos example, have made Southwest Airlines one of the most loved and recognized brands in the world. And that's okay. Not every person that's looking to hire an architect is the right client for you, and you aren't the right architect for every client, and that's okay too. But it's those passengers on the flight that are there because Southwest Airlines somehow does something that makes them more relevant than any other airline. Those are the ideal customers. Those are the customers that everyone at Southwest gets out of bed for every day. They are the reason that Southwest flight attendant Allison Hasselman gave up her breakfast sandwich to Christy Wright in her time of need. The key for you is to find that ideal client that we talked about in episode 6 and become relevant to them. There's a magical turning point when you realize that the business you're in isn't really the business you thought you were in. Creating an amazing, internationally recognized brand like Nike, Apple, or Southwest Airlines takes a lot of hard work and even more time. And as a small business owner, you know how hard it can be to find the time to grow your business and your brand. Well, that's why you'll be excited to hear about FreshBooks. It's accounting software designed for growing firms just like yours. FreshBooks is packed with tools that help automate things like invoicing and online payments so that you get paid fast. In fact, FreshBooks saves the average user 200 hours every year on administrative tasks like expensing and reporting. That's 200 more hours you can spend on defining your purpose, building a culture, or staying relevant for your clients. Join 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days. No catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash buildyourbrand and enter build your brand in the how did you hear about us section. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, 
Jeff Eccles, and Katie Kangas as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success. And gusto. Everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider? That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might fall in love yourself. Listeners of the Build Your Brand podcast get three months free when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash B-Y-B. That's gusto.com slash B-Y-B. Hi, Don. Hi, Jeff. So Southwest Airlines is actually an airline right? Of course. But part of the Southwest lore is that they realized that they weren't in the airline business. They were in the freedom business. Can you explain that for me? Well, there's obviously some wordplay going on there. But as Southwest Airlines grew from a statewide carrier in Texas to a regional carrier in the Southwest to a nationwide carrier, they started to realize that it was harder and harder to differentiate themselves as they expanded. All of the benefits and features that made them stand out, like low cost, on-time arrival, excellent customer service, and so on, as they expanded into larger and larger markets with more and more competitors, those features and benefits were less differentiators and more points of comparison. So they'd reached a point where on some level, like all businesses, they really weren't all that different. Exactly. So how did they compete? Because they're a highly profitable major carrier now, they're not a startup airline anymore. Well, they got really smart. When they were talking to customers, they heard story after story about how all of those features, low fares, frequent flights, friendly employees, easy to use, the features they've been providing and promoting were actually giving their customers the freedom to do things they never thought they'd been able to do. Like take more vacations, see family more often, grow the business into new cities. Freedom. Yes, freedom. Those were the customer's words, not Southwest's words. That's where the freedom to fly purpose actually came from. 
Their best customers loved Southwest Airlines because they made it possible for them to do things they hadn't been able to do. They gave them freedom. That's when Southwest Airlines moved out of the airline business and into the freedom business. So it's really a mindset shift. Yes, and a very important one. It made Southwest Airlines what it is today and in a way took them out of direct competition in the more and more crowded fields they started playing in. That's important to understand. Thanks, Dawn. You're welcome, Jeff. That's correspondent Dawn Porta, who you'll hear from from time to time on the Build Your Brand podcast. Earlier this season, in episode two, I introduced to you the idea of ego versus empathy. That mindset shift that Dawn just explained comes directly from the realm of ego versus empathy. Southwest Airlines set the ego of promoting their features and benefits aside and dug down to understand exactly why they mattered to their ideal customer. They developed empathy for that customer and realized that freedom was really what made them relevant. As an architect, it's as hard for you to differentiate yourself in the eyes of that next prospective client as it is for an airline in the eyes of someone who just opened their web browser to plan their next trip. I mentioned earlier that there's a magical turning point, and it really is magic. Any business that decides to put aside whatever they think they know and talk to their customers, ask their customers questions, really understand their customer and what their deepest seated pains, threats, and fears are is headed towards radical change for the better. One of the reasons we've decided to feature Southwest Airlines in season one of the Build Your Brand podcast is precisely for this point. Even though by many metrics, Southwest Airlines was the best local carrier, then regional carrier, then national carrier, as they grew and expanded and faced more and more competition, being the best didn't really seem to matter until they actually found out from their customer why they thought they were the best. You may be the best, most experienced, most qualified, award-winning architect around, but is that really what your clients care about? That may sound like a silly question, but if you aren't winning every project you go after, And if clients you've worked with in the past sometimes hire other architects to do their next project, I challenge you, ask the question. Ask your clients what they really care about, what they actually need you to help them accomplish. When they answer, ask them why. Why does that matter? Ask them what. What happens when you don't accomplish that? Keep asking them questions until you know what they really need you to do for them. I'll give you a hint. At its most basic level, it's never architecture. Maybe you shouldn't be in the architecture business at all. Before I wrap this episode up, I have to say thank you to our sponsors. Without their support, Build Your Brand Podcast wouldn't be possible. Join me in Episode 8 of the Build Your Brand Podcast as I extend the search for relevance to include what it means to provide value Who decides what value Southwest Airlines provides? And I grapple with the idea 
that if you don't think your clients value your services, maybe you're providing the wrong thing. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.